if you guys ever struggle with seasonal spring allergies or pet allergies, <laughs> I'm sniffing my dachshund right now as I record this, <laughs> it's time to listen up. In addition to the many biohacks I've shared about boosting resilience through nutrition, it's also important to take a look at the air that you're breathing. Pollen and other airborne allergens like pet dander, dust, and mold spores can fill our air, especially during the spring. By now, you've probably heard about the air oasis and its incredible effectiveness against contaminants like viruses and mold, and mold is one of the things I've really studied. But air oasis is also the best protection that I know against airborne allergens. Unlike a conventional air purifier, these hypoallergenic air and surface sanitizers sanitize the air and surface, things like door handles and countertops. And a conventional air purifier only traps the allergens that it's able to suck into its filter. The air oasis actively neutralizes and removes the allergens throughout the room. And it removes up to 99% of mold, odors, bacteria, and dangerous viruses. That's because it's a NASA technology designed for the unique challenges of deep space missions, which of course is why I had to have it. It's compact, it's extremely low maintenance, so there's no filter you have to change like in a HEPA filter. It's energy efficient, and it sanitizes surfaces and the air. The company's been researching this for over 10 years in universities, labs, and field studies. Air Oasis commercial clients are guys like five-star resorts, universities, even hospitals, and they're using the exact same technology that's in the stuff you can get for your house. Head on over to airoasis.com bulletproof20 right now to get 20% off and a special offer on an indoor air quality test kit. Again, that's airoasis.com bulletproof20. Clean air is really important, so head on over to airoasis.com bulletproof20. Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words, what it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's cool fact of the day is that selenium is a mineral with antioxidant and anti-inflammatory effects that you probably haven't heard about. One of the things that selenium does is that it can reduce the risk of autoimmune thyroid disease, but it also can reduce your risk of mercury poisoning if you eat a lot of sushi like I do. 
but before you stock up on selenium, researchers have found that people who naturally already have adequate or even a high selenium can get negative effects from taking more selenium, and the form of selenium matters as well. So selenium is one of those things that's a double-edged sword. Before we get into today's episode, about a quarter of Americans don't get enough vitamin A in their diet. Vitamin A is essential for the human body, and it's been shown to help with inflammation, immune system, maintaining strength and integrity of your bones, and it's part of having a healthy sex life. One of the best sources of vitamin A is the type of cod liver oil that Daria imports called Droppy. Droppy is one of the purest cod liver oils on the market today. It's made exclusively from wild cod that's caught and processed in the oldest fishing village in Iceland. And it's cold processed, which preserves its natural fatty acids, including omega-3 and vitamins A and vitamin D. And it also, because of the way it's processed, qualifies as a raw food instead of a processed food. And the people over at Daria are really passionate about wellness and peak performance. And one of their guys, Ash, is now working on becoming a Bulletproof coach. They're so passionate about being Bulletproof. So you might want to check out the new cod liver oil called Droppy. And just in celebration of Ash's hard work becoming a coach, uh, my friends over at Daria are giving Bulletproof listeners 20% off any order. Head on over to dariaimports.com slash bulletproof and check out all the cool products they've got in the cod liver oil space and you'll save 20%. Don't wait. This is a limited time only offer. Just go to dariaimports.com slash bulletproof. Bulletproof just launched several new supplements that are totally, totally cool. These are things that I take every day and I'm always concerned about sourcing and delivery systems and just, just quality at every step of the process. One of the new supplements that just came out is called Methyl B12. And this is a form of vitamin B12 that is absorbable by almost everyone, and it goes in under your tongue. A lot of people can't absorb the normal form that's in multivitamins when you take it orally and you just swallow it. So this is a way to get healthy brain cells, healthy nerve tissue to keep you sharp. I take one of these every single morning, and I don't use the cyanocobalamin form usually because uh, it's less absorbable than the methyl form. Uh, either you have to convert the original form in your liver into the form your body can use, or you just take the form your body can already use. So that's Bulletproof Methyl B12 on Bulletproof.com. So it's kind of a no-brainer to take this stuff. And before we get into the interview today, which is with one of my favorite people, take five seconds, go to iTunes, and click five-star review. This is the best radio show on the planet, or something similar to that. When you give a five-star review on uh, on iTunes, it helps Bulletproof Radio reach more people. We are just about at 1,500 five-star reviews, which I'm totally honored by. So if you've enjoyed these 350 episodes, which is a huge amount of work and all, just say thanks by doing that five-star feedback, and that's all it takes. If you want to go real heavy, you could also say thanks by checking out Headstrong, my brand-new book. We just launched our pre-order campaign and you can go to your favorite online bookseller, order it, or just go to orderheadstrong.com, and I'll actually give you a coupon on the Bulletproof website that just about pays for the book right up front. So go to orderheadstrong.com and check it out. It's all about how you can increase the performance of the mitochondria in your head, which actually makes you a better person because it makes everything you do easier, even being nice to the people you don't like very much. And speaking of that, today's guest is, okay, that was the worst introduction ever. I wouldn't really do that to her. Uh, today's guest is one of my favorite people, and uh, this is Isabella Wentz, who is a, uh, she calls herself a health nerd, which is entirely accurate. She's also a doctor of pharmacy and a clinical pharmacist, and my go-to resource for hacking Hashimoto's disease. She had Hashimoto's, 
and decided to really dig in and hack it. I also had Hashimoto's and I resolved my Hashimoto's and I know a thing or two about it. And when I first sat down with, with Isabella at one of JJ Virgin's conferences, we had like this most fantastic dinner because she knew like 4,000 more things about Hashimoto's than I know. And I'm not exactly a spring chicken on this stuff given that I hacked mine. So she really did spend thousands of hours in research. And if you're listening to this going, what the hell is Hashimoto's? I think I ordered that at the sushi restaurant last night. Um, Hashimoto's is a incredibly common dysfunction of thyroid where your immune system attacks your thyroid gland. So Isabella is basically really the person I would send any celebrity or uh, CEO or any Bulletproof follower to who's like, I need to know more about my thyroid. Who's the best on earth? I send them to Isabella. And Isabella, just because she had to hack her own thing, knows things that are, are just not, uh, not well known, not well understood, and uh, you absolutely should listen to what she has to say. Your thyroid controls the amount of energy your mitochondria make. If your thyroid is off even a little bit, you will not be as strong as you're capable of being. So what you're going to learn in this episode applies to you even if you don't directly have Hashimoto's. So Isabella, that was a long interview. I, the one thing I didn't say that I'm supposed to say is that I have here in my hot little hands, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll actually see this. Go to bulletproof.com slash YouTube to find the channel. This says uncorrected proof, not for sale. See, I'm so special that Isabella sent me a copy of her book before it officially came out, and in response, I sent her a copy of mine. So you can measure your coolness by the number of unreleased books you have. So I've had a chance to read the new Isabella Wentz Hashimoto's Protocol book, and it is totally legit. So you can check that out at thyroidpharmacist.com slash gift. Did I remember that? Mm -hmm, that's right. And you were All actually right. the first person to get the advanced copy. Was I really? Mm -hmm. I noticed you didn't sign it. My feelings were hurt. I can no see another one. I could <laughs> sign it like three times in the next one. That's a good plan. Uh, no, it's... It's totally, it's totally cool, and I'll see you in person anyway, so you can sign it next time we meet. But I, I just, the reason I'm bringing that up is one of the things that people like Isabella, or that you and I do, is we spend thousands of hours doing research, and then we spend thousands more hours boiling the research down into four hours of reading, which is just like, it's an incredible labor of love, but it's also an act of service because it allows someone to take advantage of all of the research without having to actually go do it. Like the worst thing you could ever do is be like, here's a million words on Hashimoto's, and people are like, I'm never going to read this. So the old Mark Twain, if I'd, if I'd had more time, I'd have written less, quote, really applies to, uh, to best-selling authors uh, like, uh, like you. And uh, you've already hit the New York Times, but I, I just for readers, uh, Isabella is totally legit, and uh, her, your book, Isabella, it's, uh, it, it's well worth reading for everyone. So let's... Uh, Let's jump in on Hashimoto's, and I want to talk about why you decided a second book was worth writing. I want to talk about your definition of it and just your theories about why this happened, because you're one of the world's top experts on it. So let, let's just jump right in. Why do we need a second book on Hashimoto's, given that your first book was so successful? Mm, that's a really good question, and it came to me when I was meeting one of my readers in Chicago, and she's She's a you know Polish woman, really cute, really fun and outgoing. And she's like, Isabel, I really loved your first book. It taught me how to dig for my health, and I've seen so many improvements. But can you just give me some protocols? Like, I don't necessarily need to know everything about the science <laughs> and research behind Hashimoto's. And I was like, I didn't get it at first because I'm like this science nerd, right? And I'm like, but don't you want to know exactly how everything works? She's like, no, 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 I just want some protocols. Like, tell me exactly what supplements to take, exactly what I need to do. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll think about that, right? And then it finally dawned on me when I was going to a Pilates class and I had like the most intense instructor ever. So she was telling me exactly which muscles 
I was working with every movement. And then she was quizzing me, like, which muscle was that? Which muscle were you using? And I was like, wow, like, I don't really care. Like, I just don't <laughs> fit in my swimsuit, lady. And then she gave me homework. And then she had me, like, watch Pilates videos and, like, Pilates theory. And I was like, listen, I don't want to be a Pilates instructor. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe not everybody wants to be a Hashimoto's expert. Maybe they just want to get their health back. And so I started working with people with Hashimoto's right after I got my own health back. And from that time forward, I've been trying to boil things down and like, how do I get people better faster? Um, this is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night is like, how do I take the healing time down? Right. And so the second book is based on some of my new protocols that go into targeted um, ways to support the body regardless of your root cause. My, my first book got into the various types of root causes and all the potential causes of Hashimoto's and how to, um, you know, I focused on how to do all different kinds of lab tests and how to really understand your biology, understand your body to, to really go deep into it. But sometimes that took some time where we were spending a lot of money and we were spending a lot of time trying to play health detective and the second book, I ended up dialing it down after working with clients. And I, I had some people that were really sensitive to supplements. And no matter what I put them on, they would say, oh, my gosh, I cannot tolerate this B vitamin or I can't tolerate vitamin C. And I was like, hmm, something's going on there. And I figured out that a lot of times they had a liver function that was just overwhelmed with all of these different chemicals from their environment and from personal care products, as well as from um, the thyroid circulating immune complexes that get formed in autoimmune thyroid disease. And so I started putting those people on my two-week liver support protocol, and it was amazing because they would say, hey, I had migraines, and now my migraines are gone within the first week. And I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that would happen, and I, I didn't. It was like surprise. <laughs> and I was like, huh, this is interesting. I might put that on everybody. And so I did that with my clients. And then I ended up doing that with my um, Hacking Hashimoto's program, which is a group program for people with Hashimoto's and how to take care of their health. And I had everybody start off on the liver support protocol. And um, I used to work in outcomes research, so I'm this little nerd. And I had all of them do give me surveys and feedback on how each protocol worked. And 65% of people saw dramatic improvements within the first week or two um, of using my liver protocol. Now, these are people that had been working with other healthcare professionals, functional medicine doctors. That were, they were like advanced health seekers. They had read all of my stuff. And um, what was really, really cool is people with multiple chemical sensitivities saw a resolution of that. And I never expected to resolve that. But within, um, you know, I had some ladies that get in touch with me within doing the just the group program and one of them, it was right around Christmas time, a couple of years back, and she goes to me, wow, this is the first time that I've been able to go shopping at the mall with my daughter. So she was, she had uh, multiple chemical sensitivities, headaches, fatigue, elevated thyroid antibodies, as well as joint pains. And she, this woman was not able to walk past a Yankee candle store because, you know, of all the smells and stuff they put out at the mall. And she ended up um, being able to go to the mall, her headaches resolved, pain resolved, and she also said her mood improved, and the next time her antibodies were tested, those reduced. We had to do some more work with her, 
But it was amazing just to see this huge health transformation within two weeks. And so my my Hashimoto's protocol book is based on fundamental protocols that help people reset their health right away. I don't talk about this so much, but I used to have really bad chemical sensitivity uh, even when I was a kid, because I lived in a basement with toxic mold. And a lot of times when the liver is overwhelmed by toxins, they can be natural toxins, they can be chemicals, they can be you know, farm chemicals, uh, air fresheners, whatever. But when the load goes up in the way you saw with, with this client of yours, uh, it, it happens. So when I was a kid, I would never walk down the detergent aisle in the grocery store, even you know, when I was like 12 years old, or I would hold my breath. Because in the same thing, I'd walk past like one of those incredibly like chemical endocrine disrupting Yankee candle store things, uh, and I would like literally run or hold my breath because I would get dizzy and I would feel like I wanted to throw up around them, and it would come and go. And I did correlate it to toxins in my liver and also just to toxins in my environment. And you decrease the total toxic burden, and your resilience goes up. So I can go through those stores now. I just know better because like I don't want to grow man boobs any larger than the ones I already have. And so, like, it's just a bad idea to to do that. And when I get in Uber, I'm like, "Excuse me, could you take those 16 pine pine things hanging from your your mirror and just put them in the glove box? Because otherwise, I'm going to get a different car. Like, I don't want to be a jerk or anything, but like, those cause headaches. And by the way, like, they're making you sick too. So, like, there's no call for this. This isn't a taxi. It shouldn't smell like a taxi. Anyway, I'm ranting. But bottom line is. What you're saying is true, and if people do find themselves bothered by things in the environment, doing like your, your liver protocol is really important, and supporting detox pathways is also really important. Uh, I know the two go-tos for me are glutathione force, uh, which is a glutathione. We just actually changed it so it's in capsules now, so it doesn't taste like orange frosting. Uh, it's a lot easier to take. And I also use calcium deglucrate, which is a brand new supplement we launched, which is a secondary detox thing. In your detox protocol, what types of things do you use? Like, like, and by the way, everyone could use a liver detox, not just people with Hashimoto's. But what, what's your protocol look like? Yeah, so my protocol, what I focus on is removing toxins. And that's going to be from your day-to-day life. So for a lot of women, we're constantly exposed to endocrine disruptors through personal care products. So I'll have them go on a personal product cleanse for about two weeks, or I have them replace their personal care products with high quality brands that test really low on EWG as far as their scores of toxicity go. That's going to be a first step um, with removing plastics, with removing triclosan, um, which has finally been banned by the FDA because of its thyroid disrupting activities. But some people still use those antibacterial soaps and it's actually still in our toothpaste. So I have people replace their toothpaste. I have them get organic fluoride free toothpaste and they also want to check for triclosan fluoride. Why would you say fluoride-free toothpaste, Isabella? Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> fluoride, it, not many people know this, but back in the day before we had fancy medications like methimazole to suppress thyroid function in people with an overactive thyroid, we were using fluoride. And guess what? The amount of fluoride that you get in the average U.S. city if you don't filter your water and you're a good girl and you're drinking your six to eight cups a day of water, you're going to be suppressing your thyroid. You're going to be giving yourself a nice thyroid suppressing dose of fluoride. There have been studies that were done in the UK in Florida in communities that add fluoride to their supply versus in those that don't. And they found that sure enough, they had higher rates of thyroid disease in fluoridated communities. What's even more, they were able to correlate this to the amount of fluoride you had in the tap water to the amount of thyroid disease. So that, that that's just one of these things that 
you know, public health officials are helping and trying to help us, but they're not. It, my great or my grandfather on my dad's side was a, a high-end chemist for one of the national laboratories. He actually wrote under the general chemistry heading uh, for Encyclopedia Britannica back when encyclopedias were like what Wikipedia is today, except not run by science trolls. Uh, yeah, I'm talking to you guys on Wikipedia. Like Wikipedia suppresses a lot of the interesting info these days, but shame on you guys. Anyway, I'll get off that rant. And we'll go back to my grandfather because his specialty was fluor- fluoride chemistry and fluorine chemistry. And he invented something called the Purex process, which is still used today to purify uh, either plutonium or uranium. I don't remember which one. And it's a fluoride-intensive thing. And I used to ask him about fluoride. And he's like, why would you let that stuff anywhere near your body? Do you know what it does? Granted, he was a physical chemist, not a biochemist. But still, I've always been a bit leery. And just like you said, the data is in. Uh, fluoride's a pharmaceutical that has no business being in our water. And you'll still see some of these like 1970s science trolls out there who will say, but you need it for cavities. What's your response to that, you licensed clinical pharmacologist person who knows what you're talking about? Do talk about fluoride and cavities versus thyroid. Mm. So, yeah. So most of Europe, except for the UK, actually doesn't fluoridate their water. And a lot of the advances in having better teeth were, were you know, people were saying, oh, well, it's because of the fluoride in our water supply. No, actually, it's because of advances in, in dental medicine. And there's also a conspiracy behind this. So <laughs> this is kind of interesting. But when um, the lobbies got together, they were looking at how to keep people eating sugar t- so that they can basically continue to eat sugar, which causes cavities like, you know, processed carbohydrates and sugar and um, get rid of the toxins from from the chemical plants. And they came up with this fantastic idea to use fluoride in our water supply because that still allowed people to continue consuming just as much sugar. Now, the real root cause of why we do get cavities is going to be changes in our pH within our mouth. So there are things you can do for that. I have protocols in my Hashimoto's protocol book on that. And then there are also, you know, like eating a lot of starchy carbohydrate foods. That's going to be an issue for you. Uh, my cousin, my little cousin in Poland is a dental student and she goes to me, Isabella, is it true that in America they don't tell people not to eat sugar, they just put fluoride in the water? And I said, <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's like, that's horrible. Why would they not just tell people to not eat, to not, you know, eat as much sugar? Well, since we're picking on dentists, uh, I, I, I go into the dentist and I'm like, don't come near me with fluoride. Right? Like, I, I want none of that in my mouth. And they're like, but you'll die. It's like, no, I won't. Because when I was weaker than I am now, I hadn't built my resilience up to the, the point where it is now. When I would go to the dentist and they do fluoride, I would actually feel really tired for, for a few days. And it turns out I discovered in my like mid to late 20s, this is almost 20 years ago, uh, I did have thyroid dysfunction and it was pretty bad. And when they discovered it and they put me on thyroid meds, I was like, wow. I kind of got some of my life back right then. And I've reduced my thyroid meds substantially since then. I don't have thyroid antibodies anymore. But dentists clearly were part of the problem because they were using fluoride, which is what they were trained to do. Uh, but there's something else that dentists do there's- that has to do with mercury. Let's talk about mercury and thyroid for a little while because these mercury fillings, uh, what's your take on those? Yeah, the dental profession, uh, the conventional dental profession can de- definitely contribute to thyroid disease in many ways, including through dental x-rays. So I always recommend wearing a thyroid shield. 
And then those silver fillings, right? They're actually not silver. They have mostly uh, mercury and copper in them. And as we're chewing gum, as we're talking, as we're moving around, we're going to have all that mercury that's going to get into our bodies. Um, What is really kind of interesting is there's a test you can do known as the MELISA test. And this will help you determine if you're mercury sensitive or not. In those who were mercury sensitive with Hashimoto's, once they had their mercury amalgams removed, um, they went into their thyroid antibodies went into remission and their symptoms improved. Those that were not mercury sensitive did not see as much of an improvement, but it's kind of like, you know, it's a threshold. Like the more fillings you have, the more problems you're going to have. But if you're sensitive, even just that one filling can be a problem. And what's more is people, you know, people are going to say, okay, then I need to get these things out. So actually getting them out can also trigger thyroid disease, can trigger or, or exacerbate Hashimoto's if you don't work with a biological dentist to get them removed properly. Because generally, if you go with a traditional dentist, they're going to drill and all this stuff is going to fly everywhere and you're going to uh, you're going to absorb more vapor. It's, it's like a really high dose of mercury all at once versus like small doses of a poison every day of your life. So um, yeah, this is something I've seen where we do health timelines and people's conditions get triggered when they actually have their amalgams removed. Now, you mentioned the MELISA test, and mm-hmm. you probably don't know this, but Dr. Lana and I are the ones who brought the MELISA test to the United States. Did I, you know that? You know what? I was wondering because I saw the name of the company, and then I saw it on Lana's LinkedIn or something, and I was yeah. like, huh, I wonder if that's the same company. So, so the, the MELISA Thank test you. was... Thank was you. Oh, you're welcome. It was developed by a Czech uh, researcher who worked for one of the big pharma companies, and they hired her to figure out why there were so many bad reactions to one of their new drugs. And she developed the MELISA test, and what she figured out was the drug worked fine. It was all the other crap they were putting in the capsule with the drug, like titanium and all this other stuff, uh, because she could tell individual immune responses to, to simple and individual chemicals. So in the mid-2000s, Lon and I opened Meliza USA, and we brought that here. So we don't run that company anymore. Uh, in fact, I think we shut it down, and now it's available from a couple other labs. Uh, but it's a really intriguing thing. And so I was like, did you say that on purpose? But okay, so that, that was a blast from the past. And you're right. When you can show with this test, this person's allergic to the mercury in their mouth, but not mercury from seafood, that's kind of a smoking gun, right? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's crazy. There's so many different triggers that can overwhelm our detox pathways and can overwhelm our bodies. Um, the way that I like to think about it is it's my safety theory of why people get autoimmune thyroid disease. And it's if your body doesn't feel safe. So a high amount of toxins like in your mouth from fluoride or from mercury or anything else that you're that's around you or within you, that can trigger your body to want to go into survival mode. And for, for, you know, men and women, it's like we're not um, thriving towards creation. So women are going to be more sensitive to thyroid disease because we are the carry the primary responsibility of bringing new life into this world. So we're the ones that are going to be more dialed in, of course, but men can be affected as well if you have enough of these signals that get sent to the body that, hey, this is not the best time to be like running around, not the best time to reproduce, go back in your cave and get some rest and, you know, carry some extra weight around you to protect you because you poor thing, you're probably starving. So you're basically saying that because I had Hashimoto's and all this that I'm, I'm less masculine. Did I translate that right? No, no, not at all. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, Just I kidding. Think, 
I think you have this like, like, um, what is it called? A, a belief that I, that I think these things of you, but I, I think you're a wonderful person. I think you're very masculine. I don't, I don't know why you got that belief. I, I don't know where it's coming because from. Because when the camera's off, you make fun of me, Isabella? Is, is that why? I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it's, it's, totally, it's totally true that Hashimoto's and a lot of these chemical things do affect women more than men. And just like you said, it's all about reproduction. And my first book was about like fertility because Lana was infertile when we met. And like, I think I want to have babies with this woman. So like, let's hack that. And decreasing the toxic load, just like you're talking about, is important. And one of the things that I, I appreciate about your book is uh, thyroid is kind of the superstar and it deserves to be it because it's the energy thermostat for all of us. So even if you're like, you think you're doing pretty well, if you're 10% off on your thyroid, you don't know the additional uh, levels of energy you're capable of having. And a typical doctor won't even test the right stuff for the thyroid. And you write about this in your book. But then if you get the right test, they'll be like, well, you're within norms. And you're like, yeah, but I don't quite have enough energy. Maybe, maybe I can support the thyroid with iodine or with tyrosine or something. By the way, tyrosine is a new bulletproof supplement. I just thought of that. But when you, when you look at all these things, you, you go through it all and you realize everyone can benefit from that. But probably two-thirds of your book isn't about thyroid. It's about liver, adrenal, and gut. So let's talk about those because I think those apply to everyone listening, even if they either don't have thyroid stuff or they don't know that they have what they would call subclinical thyroid stuff where it's good enough. But did you want to be good enough or did you want to be like super awesome? And the whole point of Bulletproof is like, what's the highest level of performance you can get? Like you don't want to be normal. You want to be abnormal in the best possible way. So let's talk about ways people can be even more abnormal using <laughs> adrenal and gut and liver. <laughs> so let's start with, we're going to talk about liver bunch. Tell me about adrenal recovery. Mm-hmm. So the three organ systems that get impaired when people are suffering with chronic illness, or these are like the three pathways to getting sick, liver, adrenals, and gut. And mm -hmm. we find that, um, you know, when I was first recovering my health, it was like trying to get better. But like you said, for anybody, when you support the liver, adrenals, or gut, you're going to help with building resiliency. You're going to be making yourself stronger and less susceptible to, um, for example, with the liver, with less susceptible to toxins in your environment. So the adrenals are the second part of that. The adrenals, we have a four-week adrenal protocol where you really focus in and dial in on resetting some of that stress response. And one of the quickest ways to get yourself into like adrenal dysfunction is going to be through sleep deprivation. So they've done studies in people with sleep apnea, for example. And these people, the longer they have sleep apnea, the more likely they are to get thyroid antibodies. And the longer they have it, the higher the amount of thyroid antibodies, which, it, which um, dictate the aggressiveness. But um, with the adrenals, what we recommend, what I recommend is going on a spa month where you try to cut down a lot of the different things in your life that are stressful to you. So if you have people that you don't like or annoy you, you try to cut, cut out a negative inflammatory people, right? Um, so you, you fire your mother-in-law. <laughs> you keep a healthy distance. You set some boundaries, <laughs> right? I, um, I only say that because my mother-in-law is almost certainly not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I can call her and let her know that you're going to be giving her a shout out. That's probably best that you don't. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't have any problems with my mother-in-law. It's just I like to make mother-in-law jokes because they're so stereotypical. <laughs> but the reason I brought that up is, okay, so you want to minimize contact with people around you. But for a lot of listeners, like they have a couple family members who like they're locked in mortal combat with them and, and things like that. 
so a spa month of that, like, what do you do? Sort of like, you know, put it on do not disturb on your phone. Like, how, how does that really work? And also, we have jobs with people we don't like. Like, mm-hmm. how how do you do this? So ideally, if you could, you would you would sleep for twelve hours a night for seven to fourteen days, and that would be really helpful. If you can't, if you have a life or a job, you know, you might not be able to do that. So the way to kind of hack that is to start doing things that make you more mindful. So um, one of the things that I like is you know, is meditation, using a headband like the Muse headband or neurofeedback, doing those kinds of things, you know, deep breathing where you give yourself an opportunity to pause. So when your mother-in-law says something that's inflammatory or offensive to you, you can actually slow down for a second and you have that extra second of thinking about, oh, you know what? She is, um, you know, she's struggling with with something and poor thing. And, and you kind of develop a sense of compassion for this person. And the way that you develop compassion for others is going to be with starting off with yourself. So really nurturing yourself and treating yourself like that. Like if you had um, a small child or a pet that you loved and that was that pet was sick, you, you give yourself that same kind of self-love and it's done through things like making sure you're you're doing things you enjoy every single day, making sure that you're going to be um, getting enough rest, doing building in various things in your life that bring you pleasure, and trying to minimize those that don't bring you pleasure. There's also um, adrenal adaptogens that really really can help, and they make can make you tolerate people much much better. So when you start getting... <laughs> Sorry, that, that's the best pitch ever for adaptogenic herbs. They make you tolerate people you don't like. Okay, I, I totally believe that, by the way. Okay, that, that was just beautifully put. So keep going. Sorry, made me laugh. No, it's true. So when you yeah. think about like why people, what stresses you out, it's a lot of times because you're running on empty and you're depleted. So there's things you can do for that. Um, I recommend the ABCs, so adre- adrenal adaptogens, B vitamins, blood sugar va- balance, as well as vitamin C. Um, and this can make a traumatic, a tremendous, not a traumatic, this can make a tremendous difference in how a person feels in a relatively short time period. The other thing that's a key in this part is a nutrient known as thiamine. So thiamine is one of the B vitamins. And um, what I found in my work with Hashimoto's clients, and I was the initial guinea pig, is people who continue to struggle with their adrenals, who have you know low blood pressure, who are constantly having blood blood sugar issues and brain fog, a lot of times they could be deficient in thiamine. Now, when I was mm-hmm. in pharmacy school, I learned that thiamine was only deficient in alcoholics. So you don't actually have to be an alcoholic to be thiamine deficient. People with thyroid disease, people with any kind of gut issues, Crohn's disease, they can be deficient in thiamine. Even having one or two drinks could give you a subclinical deficiency. You might not know this. Um, you just You would never see it on a test. So one of the things a person can do is to actually take 600 milligrams of thiamine for three days and see if that makes a difference. This is one of those things I ended up writing a blog post about. It got a ton of different shares. And I've had like random people come up to me at conferences and give me hugs, which is always interesting, and say, wow, the thiamine has changed my life. Um, I had one reader recently who wrote in that said after she started taking thiamine, she she used to be on disability and wasn't able to work. And as she started taking thiamine, she's now able to work full time again. So there's different things you can do to replenish your body. And I teach people how to do that within the adrenal protocols. There's uh, there's a reason there's some thiamine uh, that we've put in uh, fat water. Uh, having some B vitamins in there is really important. And 
in my own path of understanding what was going on with my, my blood sugar and my thyroid and all that stuff, I've started taking benfotiamine, which is a, a fat-soluble form of B1 because delivery systems matter so much. And I believe I've written about that on, on a blog or two on the Bulletproof website. What's your take on benfotiamine, the fat-soluble form, versus thiamine, the regular form? I actually, that's the one I recommend is benfotiamine. Yeah, and 600 milligrams is where it's at. It also has some unique immune modulating properties as well, which I don't think the, the plain thiamine does. The plain thiamine yeah. will work for the fatigue. Benfotiamine is going to be more expensive, but I think it'll be worth it. That's, that's my favorite one. It, it's one of those really rough things with vitamins where you want to economize. You don't want to spend more than you need to. And there are people who are like, I might have expensive pee. My planet at this point is I want the most expensive pee on the planet, which means my body got all the stuff that it needed and it was happy to get rid of the other stuff because getting rid of some extra B vitamins isn't stressful on the kidneys and the liver and all mm-hmm. uh, if you're taking normal doses of them anyway. So having just having that perspective that's like I'm going to I'm going to buy the form that works best instead of the cheapest form it's actually on a on a per unit of goodness like per benefit you get it's cheaper but on a per gram or something it's more expensive but the delivery system really matters and i i find that form i can feel a difference and i don't feel a difference from regular thiamine mm-hmm. yeah i i completely agree with you it's like when you think about the cost of feeling tired and feeling sick like i've only been in remission for about four years now and i was i was like a couch potato when i was sick so i was waking up going to work, coming home, eating, watching TV and passing out on the couch every night for quite a few years. And now, you know, I have two books out. I I have a documentary out. I can actually like use my brain and I can actually take all of these like fantasies and distant things that I thought would never happen. And they've become goals for me. So that's something you can, you can get with, with, with supporting your body. I, I kind of find it hard to believe that you were a couch potato because like we're, we're friends and like you, you've been up here to Bulletproof Labs and, and we hang out and you're more like a hummingbird than anything else. Like, like you're like vibrating with energy all the time and like you can, it, it's, it's just hard. I've only known you for about four years. So it's hard to imagine the transformation from you low energy to you like flitting around, not in an ADD way, but just because you're just like full energy and you're bouncy, right? And, and that's, that's the kind of transformation that's possible. And I want listeners to listen to this. Most people, until they hit the couch like you did or like I did, were like, wow, I'm not 30 and they're telling me I'm going to die like I'm old and I can't remember anything and I have arthritis. Like, this is kind of jacked. Right? So you hit, you hit rock bottom and then you get really inspired. Everyone else, you're like, I'm okay. But here's the thing. You have entire levels of performance that you just haven't unlocked, that you just don't know about, and you're probably really not okay. Like you're, you might be running at 50% and you're fully capable of running at 100%. And, and that's why I think your book is, is pretty cool because you could ignore the thyroid stuff and you could go straight, I'm going to turn my liver back on, which is going to increase my resilience in all environments. Uh, I'm going to recover my adrenals. Even if they aren't particularly whacked, the better your adrenals work, the more resilient you can be. And in, in my own case, having functioning adrenals, I just... I travel about 125 days a year, which is a pretty intense schedule. And four months ago, I got a brain-eating amoeba. I don't know if we even talked about this. I didn't hear uh, about this. Yeah, I picked it up in Phoenix, of all places. It's, a, it's an exotic locale, and, and it was probably from a restaurant worker, they're guessing. And it took uh, three different top experts to even figure out what was going on, but my gut was basically destroyed. I had, as soon as I got it, I had all these weird dreams. I don't get nightmares. Like my brain is dialed in from all the neurofeedback. Like like I live in this amazing world, 
And I just I was waking up with nightmares I haven't had in 10 years and all sorts of physical symptoms, a dry mouth, but more importantly, like my gut just stopped working. So for four months, though, what this amoeba does in normal people is it drills through your gut lining, gets into your blood, moves into your brain, and then like grows in your brain, and then you die. But I use collagen. I, I do all these supportive things. And so for four months, I like performed at a high level. <laughs> With the brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, didn't die. I finally figured out what the amoeba was and killed it. Uh, I also had Giardia at the same time. So I had like a double, uh, one was an amoeba. Actually, the, the, Giardia is a protozoa, I think. Anyway, I had like bad stuff growing and it all hit me in one meal. It was like just bad news. So resilience, for a lot of people, you don't know when you're going to need the resilience. But building your system to be as resilient as you know how to be means that you can weather something like that and you know fly to... Uh, Abu Dhabi (laughs) and, you know, hop on a plane to LA and speak at a conference and do all this stuff, even though you're dealing with a biological burden that really could take you out. The same thing comes, maybe you're at risk of getting cancer right now and you build up your resilience and you just don't get cancer, right? It's when you burn yourself out to a certain level, you get too many toxins, uh, you don't get enough sleep, you get enough emotional stress, uh, financial stress, whatever the stress is. And all of a sudden, whatever threats there are in your environment build up to the point that they actually can cause permanent damage or even kill you, right? Uh, And so building your life so that you have a a reserve uh, of of health and wellness and strength, I think is uh, is one of the most important things you can do. And and like you said, if your thyroid's off, if your liver isn't working, if your adrenals aren't working, you could could just be hosed, right? What about gut health. We've had a lot of guests talk about gut health and you built that into your, your gut and into your gut, into your book. There's, there's a problem though. Everyone says, Oh, it's about the gut. It's, I kind of feel like, Oh, everyone should eat healthy. Like, so what do you say about the gut? That's really like actionable and prescriptive because I swear, everyone should eat some fiber and take some probiotics and all this stuff. Like be really specific. Like what, Mm -hmm. what do you do for the gut from an Isabella Wentz perspective? So one of the things that I recommend for everybody, and this is this builds resilience. So whenever we travel, our there's something called secretory IgA that becomes depleted. That's why we're at greater risk for um, for potentially getting um, parasites abroad, right? Because our natural defenses are down. And so one of the ways to support that is, as we talked about, is through adrenals. The other way is to use targeted uh, probiotics. The one I really like is Sarcomyces boulardii. And that raises your secretory IgA. Um, What I do with it is I actually give higher doses than what's recommended. So a lot of times I might recommend instead of doing one of those a day, and you don't want to take my my target dose right away, um, but I have people take up to eight of those a day for for a time period to support their gut. And this this really does um, a tremendous job of helping to clear out some of the pathogens and really raising that secretory IgA. So so your gut becomes really strong. Um, I also like other types of probiotics. There's one called Megaspore that I've had really mm-hmm. great results with in um, people with Hashimoto's. And that can help actually help people reduce their sensitivity to foods. The other thing I do is I look at doing systemic enzymes. And systemic enzymes can also break down the circulating immune complexes that are made to uh, the thyroid gland and that are made to foods. So basically in the gut protocols, these are just the supplements we use. We also use different types of nutrition and we figure out what your exact food triggers are. 
and we also do digestive enzymes so that you become more resilient and your body like absorbs your nutrients better. So it's a way of building up your gut for, we do this for about six weeks because it's so important. And what happens is that people oftentimes will be able to tolerate more foods and they won't be as sensitive. Of course, I don't recommend anybody go back to gluten, but when you do these protocols, you actually get more nutrition from your foods. You don't feel like crap after you eat your foods and you start in some cases, you can fight off certain infections just by raising your secretory IgA. So um, the blastocystis hominis parasite, for example, it's also a nasty protozoa. It's associated with hives, IBS, Hashimoto's, and can be quite, quite damaging to the gut and can cause a lot of food sensitivities. In some cases, just taking Saccharomyces boulardii can help get rid of it. There was a study done in about 80% of cases they were able to get rid of it just with a with a pro, with a high dose probiotic. So these are things that I recommend is dialing in your gut and really being targeted, and um, you can really grow build your resilience that way. In some cases, you can clear out infections without doing additional protocols too. Uh, that form of yeast, uh, the Saccharomyces boulardii, and I probably am saying it wrong, but what the heck, it's a long word with lots of lots of uh, variables. That's the weird thing when you're like a, a researcher uh, and you read a lot of these things, half of the time when you go to a university and you talk to the experts, different experts say the same word in different ways too. So you're like, hmm, I wonder which accent the syllable goes on. Anyway. Totally get that, w- that as a pharmacologist. It's like, how do you pronounce this drug again? Yeah, totally. Like we think that's it. I still can't even say Viagra or Viagra. I have no idea how you say that right. How do you say it? Viagra. That one's Viagra. Easy. Do you know the See, generic name? No. My coxaflopin. <laughs> <laughs> Pharmacist humor. I love it. All right. That is totally going on on the clip on Facebook. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you totally got me with that too. I'm like, really? And then mm. uh, all right. You totally took me off my line of thinking there around. Man, I totally, you, you got Sarco- me on that one. Sarcomyces boulardii. There we go. You are talking okay, about here, the benefits. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That stuff, it's a kind of yeast that eats candida, and candida is also tied to, uh, to Hashimoto's and a bunch of other health problems. So I used to take tons and tons of that stuff. And what I do with it now, when you're making a fermented food, you can actually open a capsule and pour it in the fermented food. And then it'll ferment and it'll grow, which is kind of an interesting thing. So if you were to use a recipe that called for yeast, there's no reason you can't use it as the yeast, which is kind of a kind of a, a neat hack. One caution I would have for people, though, any kind of probiotics uh, that you're going to take, whether it's these uh, spore-forming, uh, probably lactobacilli and megaspore, or uh, any of the yeast-based ones like saccharum. Saccharomyces boulardii. I just say S. boulardii. makes it easier. S. boulardii. That I can say. Uh, So if you're going to take either one of those, you want to take those away from a high-fat meal and especially away from Bulletproof Coffee because brain octane is really nice because it whacks candida over the head, but all probiotics dislike high fat. So you want to take them before your meal and let them enter the stomach like a half hour before, or you want to take them a little while after. But mixing them up with your food that's full of brain octane and butter and avocados and olive oil isn't going to make them grow to their very best. Um, All right, that was a really good talk about gut health, very specific and suggesting some products and things people can do that are other than eat eat lots of fermented foods. Um, One of the things that I've noticed, Isabella, and I know we've talked about this, 
um, just socially, there's sort of this, this rush to everyone should eat more fermented food. But I find a lot of people that I talk with, even people who are pretty healthy, some fermented foods really don't work well for them. Right, like they eat them and they get tired or they get hives and things like that. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. So a few different things could be going on. And so the I have fundamental protocols for people who that everybody should do, regardless of their root cause. But then the advanced protocols get into what are some of those advanced root causes for the twenty percent of advanced health seekers. And in some cases, this could be a histamine intolerance. So you mm-hmm. may be reacting to those kinds of foods. In other cases, this might be small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and um, you may be reacting to the, um, to the fermented foods as well. So there's a few different possibilities to consider. Those are going to be the most common reasons. And so you may need to do an adjusted protocol, like a low histamine diet, um, modify things a bit for a little while. And you write about how to do that in the book. Yeah. So I have a whole section of advanced protocols that, that's kind of short and targeted that goes through a questionnaire of various types of root causes. Um, I initially had like an 800 questionnaire, 800 question questionnaire for my clients. And then my publishers like that'll take up the whole book. (laughs) (laughs) I had to cut it down to limited amount of targeted questions that help people focus in on like, what are some of these additional advanced root causes that you might have? And that'll lead them towards, okay, how do I need to modify my diet? How do I need to modify my regimen as I, um, as I'm going through and, and getting my health back? Very, very cool. When is your new book? Uh, when's it available? It's going to be available on March 28th. All right. So we'll, we'll put the podcast out for people like right before then. Um, it's called Hashimoto's Protocol, a 90-day plan for reversing thyroid symptoms and getting your life back. And uh, for people listening, uh, I already said this at the beginning, but Isabella thinks about this this sort of human system in a way that's that's really meaningful and is very different than you'd find from a typical pharmacist or even a typical physician. And that's one of the reasons that, that I'm a fan, one of the reasons that I regularly look on Facebook and things like that. People ask me questions about thyroid. I'm like, look, if it's an easy one, I, I understand the basics of it. I, I've been pretty successful at hacking mine, but I'm nowhere near the level of expert that Isabella is. So I always end up sending people, like, just, just go to Isabella's webpage, like, buy her book. Like, it's going to answer all of your questions. It's the most concentrated source of knowledge about this that I know how to do. So I'm, I'm recommending this stuff because, well, it works and because it's actually the stuff that I read. A lot of people want to know, like, where I'm getting my info. And, well, Isabella's, you know, my thyroid hacker of choice. So that, that's kind of cool. Isabella, we're coming up on the end of the show. And that means I've got to ask you the question now, now that you've done all this additional thousands of hours of research for your new book and you've been on before. But the question is, someone came to you tomorrow said, I want to perform better at every single thing that I do in life, you know, not just from a thyroid perspective, but maybe including that. What are the three most important pieces of advice you have, not even knowing what I want to do with my life? Mm. What's going to make me kick the most ass? So really about kicking more ass and feeling better and, and performing better in every part of your life is going to be about building resiliency. And for me, I found that it's all about three things. So one of them is the liver. And the second one is adrenals. And the third one is the gut. And really going after these three body systems is going to make a tremendous difference in how you approach the world on an everyday basis. This is kind of my fundamentals for anybody that's trying to do anything, whether that's overcome a chronic condition, be a better parent, be a better student. And I really think these are the fundamentals of what we need to do to, to take charge of our lives. 
you were definitely the first person to answer all three of those questions with organ systems, Isabella. And <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. And that's actually really cool. Uh, one question that we didn't get to that I think we have time for, we have like five more minutes left at most, is what about coffee and adrenals? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say coffee is bad for your adrenals. And when I had adrenal dysfunction, um, pretty bad adrenal dysfunction, I went off coffee. But I also find that that a cup of coffee in the morning sort of gave me my life back when I was drinking you know, the mold-free stuff. And I've, I've talked to various thyroid and various uh, adrenal experts, about half of whom say a cup in the morning is cool. And some are like, ah, oh, it's kryptonite, run away screaming. Uh, where are you on the spectrum? Yeah, what I what I try to focus on is making people's lives like full and rich and allowing them to be able to to have things in their lives um, and not be as reactive. So my long term theory is, you know, you can drink coffee, you can drink tea, you can do a lot of things. I definitely recommend staying off of gluten for everybody, but you should be able to reintroduce these things in your life. Now, if you're in like really advanced adrenal fatigue and if you're having a hard time um, at some point it might be helpful to drink caffeine to get you through the day. Um, if you were trying to do like the spa month and recover, you know, you would want to make sure that you cut out caffeine, you sleep as much as possible. It varies on the person. And I always recommend kind of tuning into your body. Like if you're, if you're drinking caffeine and it's making you more anxious, then see if you, if cutting back on it is going to help. And that, and you know, and it's not just coffee, it's tea, green tea, everything else. Obviously you don't want to drink soda, but you have to kind of tune in and see what's what's true for you at the moment. And it doesn't mean that you're always going to need to be off of caffeine. It, this just might be something um, temporary. But yeah, I don't try to say like long term, you should never do X, Y, you should never have caffeine because that that's not realistic. And I drink caffeine and I'm not, you know, I'm not suffering right now. So yeah, that, that's my take on it. Yeah, you're sort of a, a little bit of an addict there, at least whenever we have Bulletproof Coffee at conferences, you're like monopolizing the line. I've, I've seen it. Well, you know, actually when I, was, um, so I, when I was putting out my thyroid documentary series, I wasn't exactly in spa month. And when I was writing <laughs> my book, it wasn't a spa month time for me either. And I sent you my recipe for, um, for my Bulletproof train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> you're mixing uh, Bulletproof Coffee with Yerba Mate and... Was it vodka? No, I'm kidding. It wasn't vodka. It wasn't uh, vodka. It was, it was bulletproof chocolate and then coconut milk. That's, that's right. So, so, so good. And it just, it, you know, really my, my team and I thank you for helping us get through, through <laughs> our, you know, documentary launch. We wouldn't have been able to do it without you. It, uh, it, during high intensity periods, bulletproof coffee totally, totally works. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy it helped. It helped you. And I, uh, thanks for your your take there during uh, during adrenal dysfunction and coffee. I I find a cup a day uh, for most people like oh thank God like I kind of I got my I got I got my life back. Five cups a day of caffeinated coffee when you're adrenal dysfunction it's actually not okay. Like that's why they make decaf or you just drink water and just be more hydrated. Uh, so I I find extremism on I, on any end there doesn't really work so well for me or for most people. So I, I'm not surprised you're middle of the road there. And I, I remembered reading that in here, uh, but I I'm not entirely sure I read a lot of books. Yeah, my I mean my goal is to rebalance people within a short time of period so that they can go back to doing things like that. So even if it's you know I don't want people for six months trying to fix their adrenals. They should be able to do that within. Um, a month within my protocols. 
that that's awesome and it's very achievable. Now, one thing that, that you can do if you're listening to this, you're like, all right, this is viable, this is interesting. Um, authors like Isabella and me, uh, one of the, the best things you can do to help us is pre-order our books because that lets our publishers know how many to print. It, it completely changes how we can interact with the world. So what we do to make things easier on you is we'll, if you buy the book ahead of time, we'll give you free stuff. And Isabella will do that. And if you go to thyroidpharmacist.com slash gift and it'll tell you how to order Hashimoto's protocol and, and she'll send you what, I don't know what all your free stuff is. I'm not getting a cut of this or anything. It's just, I do the same thing with Headstrong. By the way, orderheadstrong.com. And, and the whole point there is like, we write the books to help you and if you order them ahead of time that helps us, we'll give you good stuff to say thanks and our whole point was to say thanks anyway. So go to Isabella's website, thyroidpharmacist.com slash gift Check out the new book, Hashimoto's Protocol, and she'll take good care of you, I promise. Isabella, thank you for being on Bulletproof Radio. Mm, thank you so much for having me. It's always so great to connect with you. Likewise. If you enjoyed today's show, you know what to do. Go on to iTunes and just tell people. Give us a five-star review. Say thanks. Help us reach above that 1,500 mark. Maybe we've hit 2,000 likes, and that actually just makes everyone know that the show is worth watching. So thanks for your time, thanks for your attention, and check out Isabella's work. It's worth your time. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.